Listeners, we did rabbits. We're going to do resurrection. This is Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. Easter special. Yeah. We're recording on Good Friday. Yes. And you might ask, what's so good about it? Gene suggested Holy Horror Week next year. Oh, man. Are there <laughs> Holy some... Horror Week? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that, like, stigmata movies like that. Uh-huh. Where, the, yeah. where there's... Nunsploitation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's see? much better. Holy horror. What the horror. fuck are we thinking? We could cancel this and just like... <laughs> oh, it's like next next year. Okay, next year we'll it is. We'll do holy horror. Yeah. Well, we won't remember, but... Yeah, but we'll get her on the show then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we could probably get some religious experts also, like experts in different types of religions. I know all about a religion. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so... Thank you to the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features. We uh, play that at the top of the show because it makes us all legit. We're just three friends in a shed at the bottom of a garden talking about horror movies. I haven't said that in a few weeks, but uh, Jolien, you put it really well when you said that. <laughs> and I took a just, picture. Just injecting a bit of stark realism. <laughs> right. Uh, we got a bunch of wet spring snow and it just looked all winter wonderland mm-hmm. and from the computer where I edit this thing in the house, I shot a picture out the window of our studio and it's like, it just looks lovely. It looks well, like, like a little manger. Yeah. A little yeah. Manger. It looked like a Christmas card in March. <laughs> so and that could happen in October as well. You just don't know. Not in Denver. Don't move here. Mm hmm. So, uh, since we did this thing last, uh, has anyone seen anything interesting? Uh, oh, did I mention we're not, Professional critics. I don't even think you mentioned the name of the show, but <laughs> did I not? I don't know. I think we just started talking, and then you thanked the Moon Race. <laughs> hey, Moon Race, thanks. I mean, <laughs> you can cut this thing all up. Oh, I totally could. <laughs> I've cut out some. Time's pre- not linear on a, on the broadcast. It's a really. flat circle, man. It's a flat circle. <laughs> it is. I still haven't watched that show. Oh, you should. I think you'd like oh, it. Oh, the shows are piling up. <laughs> they really are. I am I am falling so far behind because there's too many good shows. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're really good. I'm enjoying a lot of them. Um, anyway. Um, we are chewing the scenery and we're going to spoil some of the movies we talk about. There. Yeah. That's the last of the obligations. All right. Now it's all fun. Yeah. Now it's all fun. Hey, this thing is free and we uh, intend to keep it that way. So um, give us five star reviews if you want. But uh, if you don't, it doesn't cost us anything. It doesn't hurt us. You can't hurt us. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've never pointed that out before, have I? <laughs> There's literally nothing you can do to hurt us. I'll be at C2E2 and or Walker Stalker Con Chicago. You could try and find me and hurt me there, but um, mm. I'll be armed yeah. and you won't. I'll be at 
Dink next month, so mid mid April, <laughs> and uh, Fort Collins in August, and whenever Denver Comic Con is June, yeah, sixteenth okay. through the eighteenth. Well, well done. I think right. you're going to be there like too. Um, no, I probably won't go because tickets are outlandishly yeah. pricey, and unless I know someone who has a table who's mm-hmm. willing to sneak me in, I don't pay for shows. <laughs> <laughs> Not not that not that show anyway. No. I I'd pay for Dank, you know. Okay. I don't have a table or anything this year. I'll probably stop by. Yeah, I'm just tagging in with the uh, the Demon Comic Con organizers who do um, yeah the Captain Colorado series I draw. Yeah. Nice. So who wants to kick it off with the recently watched? I'll go. Okay, Will. What have you watched? Jessica Jones season two. That's we, it. We finished it out. Awesome. Um, did, did you did did it come around for you, or are you still kind no, of? Not really. Okay. Um, not stoked on it. No, I don't quite know why. I think the first season was just set the bar too high. Mm, yeah, that can happen. I was interested in a lot of people other than Jessica Jones on the show, like Kilgrave. No, I think uh, I think. Uh, Patsy Walker needs her own show because mm. okay. she was Hellcat yes. in the comics. Mm. Right. So uh, now spoilers: she has powers? <laughs> uh, question mark. Yeah. Um, man, she is just she is a superhero who's trying to do right, but no matter what she does, she causes two problems to arise from every one problem she tries to solve. And I'd love to see a show where. <laughs> A hero's, you know, not the reluctant hero or the anti-hero like Marvel does, but rather someone who really wants to do good, but is just terrible at it, yeah. has poor judgment, right? <laughs> runs headlong into problems without thinking them through. Oh, yeah. So it's Patsy, part of the problem walker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great title for something. It would be a good show. I would watch it. All her friends could show up, you know, on special episodes. Jessica Jones drops in this week. Right. I mean, that's needless, or, you know, pointless on Netflix, but... Sure. But, I, you know, I think you're right, though. There's there's always um, something more interesting when, when things go sideways. Yeah. I think those series are too long. I think they need to cut their episode count by, like, three or something. Yeah. I think they could tighten it up a little bit. There was a total uh, flashback filler episode. I don't know how far you've watched into the series where we learn about mom first waking up from... I'm spoiling lots of stuff. Go ahead. Who cares? It came out this week? Last week? <laughs> yeah. Get with it, people. I've watched it all. Yeah, who doesn't binge everything the second it drops on Netflix, right? Yeah. Me. (laughs) No, I only uh, watch... uh, Oh, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it. (laughs) I watched the first season. I like the first season a whole lot. A whole lot. This one really feels like a sophomore slump. Okay. Just like... The characters are interesting, but... uh, There's some interesting stuff going on, but... It's just separate plates spinning it doesn't Mm. ever really come together for me right you know um felt like the first half of the season of season two here was setting stuff up and then 
the second half was setting up stuff for next season. Which is going to be super awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Did you hear that Westworld's coming back like this weekend, I think? There's another show I've not watched. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? No. I think you might enjoy that one. I love, I love the movie. but Yeah. The movie's Did, have good. you watched any of the series? Nope. Oh, you should check it out. I heard it's good. But, it's a different take on, on the same concept. <clears throat> so you don't have exactly the same stuff happening. And I thought, oh, the Ed Harris character is clearly the same as the man in black, uh, Yul Brynner character. And it's not exactly the same. Mm. Um, mm. And that's a very mild spoiler. But uh, as you follow along with this character, you learn that it's not just like, oh, he's some evil robot that's bent on killing everyone. Although... They sort of, uh, they sort of steer you in the direction to believe that at first, and again, it's not a spoiler because you can make up your own mind whether you think that's what's going on or not. But it's, uh, yeah, not exactly what's going on. That's all I'm going to say about that. Except for I just heard mention that oh, it's coming back, and I thought wasn't it supposed to come back in 2019, or did they tell me last year in 2018 sounded really far away. No, I think it's come, I think it was supposed to be this year. Oh, good. But I don't watch it, so don't take my word for it. <laughs> Anything else you watched since the last um, time? Any movies? Did I watch any movies? I don't think so. I've watched very little anything mm. lately. I have been listening to a podcast called 372 Pages We'll Never Get Back, <laughs> which is Mike Nelson, who's from Rift Tracks. Um, and one of the producers, farmer producers from Rift Tracks, Connor something, um, they are reading Ready Player One because they wanted to have a book club where they'd read a book they knew they'd hate. Ah. <laughs> and Ready Player One, I've not read it myself, but they, it's, it's more than just one. They go through like three chapters for a podcast, so. Ah, it's pretty in depth. Uh, wow, it wow. sounds terrible. I don't know how the movie is. The movie sounds like it might be fine because the thing's written at like screenplay level, but for a third grader. Oh wow! Like it's really dumb. It's it's cringy. <laughs> I highly recommend it if you like podcasts that really go in depth on stupid stupid books. <laughs> right go for it uh yeah well the only way to find out you you'll know. find out what classic 80s is oh god because the whole book is about how such and such from the 80s was a classic 80s movie <laughs> tape video game mostly video games so it's nostalgia porn it's nostalgia porn um and it uh, that would be okay like i could see that book working mm-hmm. um but the guy who wrote it is soft in the head as you said earlier <laughs> um he's selling worms <laughs> for is 50 he, cents down by the pond is he um, using the electrode to get them up he out of the is he's getting an electric worm getter or whatever it was called um, I'm sure it was. I'm not going to explain any of this on the podcast. <laughs> if you don't but, know how people get earthworms out of the earth, then look it up. Um, That's why God made Google. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I, the book sounds like everything he sets up, every challenge he sets up, he 
instantly deflates with, I had unlimited lives, because a large part of it takes place in some virtual reality, which he himself doesn't seem real clear on. <laughs> At times you think, this guy's brilliant. He's written this like total nerd point of view, Willy Wonka VR Right. Like half-witted William Gibson satire. But no, you just, there's so much of it. You're like, no, you're just a moron. <laughs> you're a total moron. <laughs> wow. That makes me want to see the movie. If you want a shorter version, um, there's another podcast called uh, I Don't Even Own a Television. Oh, nice. Which they review bad books, too. I'm going to start a podcast called, You Are Aware There's an Invention Called the Television, and on yes. that invention they show shows. <laughs> That'd be That's pretty kind of a good. long title. I like that. We would, you know, yeah. chop it down. Yeah. You are aware there's an invention called the television. That's still a lot of words, but, you know. No, I mean, we'd have to, like, abbreviate it. I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think that's all I've watched. Hey, is that a listen to? Is that a hundred years of horror with Long Cheney? It is with Long Cheney. There's yeah. Long Cheney Senior. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that's the series I was talking about. That on uh, Amazon had the faulty description uh, listing Long Cheney. Right. Uh, yeah, hundred years of horror. So it's out on DVD from Mill Creek. Nice. It was a, I, uh, so it's a series of 25-minute shows and different subjects, starting with Dracula. And it's uh, hosted by, narrated by Christopher Lee. And I could listen to him read the phone book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's great. Um, I've, I've watched a few of them. The, the sound on the first one, the Dracula one, is really poor. It's hard to make out. Because oh. this was shot in, on video back in uh, the 90s. Right. Um, oh, my God. They didn't... And, uh, and all the film clips off tape, so it's like... Yeah. Oh, second third generation yeah and it's rough huh yeah uh it pick the second episode picks up where it, it's the, about frankenstein um but uh yeah it's got all sorts of rare uh clips and interview oh, you know, okay. bits and outtakes and trailers and stuff so it's you know good horror nerd stuff yeah spider pit footage <laughs> i haven't got to the con yet <laughs> I got to the con episode yet it's on there yeah i'll uh i'll let you know You'll probably hear me squealing from the house if that... If, if that happens, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think it does, though. No, I doubt it. We would have heard it about it. Be, <laughs> we would have heard about it. I would have watched it yes. over and over on some poor quality YouTube clip. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you just got this? Yep. Is it from the library or yes. do you own it? Oh, okay. So, you're not committed to owning it. Yeah, it's about so it's about 10 hours of stuff altogether. Oh, wow. How far into it are you? Um, so I've watched the Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman one so far. So mm. about thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, there's there's a real howler at the end of the um, Fa- Frankenstein one, unfortunately. Um, so it is not trustworthy in terms of the script. Oh. Um, yeah, it's bizarre. It's like I, I mean, you have to see it to disbelieve it, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it is, you know, as I say, it's got some cool footage in there. So, uh, you know, Ben Lugosi clowning around with Alvin Costello and stuff like that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, what else have you watched? Uh, well, in, in Book Corner, we're, uh, for some reason, this week, Scooby Doo 
mm. aligned cosmically. So yes. I've, we finished reading Meddling Kids last night, which is the Edgar Cantero novel, uh, which is sounds like a one joke novel, which mm-hmm. would have been fine. You know, it's like basically the uh, the Scooby Doo gang meets yeah. Lovecraft. Yeah. Uh, but it is it's a really well constructed book. Oh no! Uh, it's, you know, it's funny and it's got some. It's got. Some, there's a really uh, uh, like the longest chapter where they go. Uh, they have to go deep underground. It's pretty scary. It gets really mm. intense. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good novel. Really paid off. And then the uh, the day we finished reading this, um, uh, you know, the supernatural TV series. Yes, yeah, that was Scooby Doo special. Yeah, so yeah. That, was, that was quite fun. I'm, I'm get, glad you mentioned it because they get sucked uh, into a TV and they they're animated and they yeah. meet the gang. Yeah, I, I caught it right after they got sucked into the TV. Uh-huh. Uh, I went out to the studio here to grab some art prints to sleeve, mm-hmm. and uh, happened to have it on that channel. And so I had it on while I was sleeving art prints for the upcoming cons. And Whenever, uh, you're always watching the CW. <laughs> what's weird is I don't know why I had it on the CW. Because it's the best channel out there. Uh, or maybe it's the first channel. Do they do like Entertainment Tonight or any of those crappy I shows? I have no like, idea. I don't watch the news. Oh. <laughs> the celebrity news. I don't know why it was on CW, but it, it was. And I went, oh, this is the thing Jolene mm-hmm. was talking about. That's why these guys I don't know. See, I've never watched Supernatural. Nor have I. Yeah. So now that you've seen Impossibly High Bar, now that you've seen the Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> so... Uh, Anyway, sorry to divert from that, but uh, what else? It's fun. Uh, I also finished reading uh, the Bronze Age Swamp Thing Omnibus. Oh, very nice. Which goes from the very first, like the Len Wein, Bernie Wrightson. Yeah. Then right through the Nesta Redondo issues, and then right up to when uh, Stephen Bissett comes on. Oh, okay. And it's got like a couple of issues of that, and then uh, then it uh, leaves off with the uh, movie adaptation. Oh. Which is drawn by uh, Tony Dizuniga. Oh, nice. Uh, on movie adaptations and comics, like always rushed out, but yeah. it's, it's interesting because you know when they get a good artist like that, you see them going at full pace oh. and having to cut corners and stuff, and it's you know you get to see how they're how they do thinking. it. Yeah. yeah, I love his artwork. Yeah, really nice. I'm a huge um, fan of his art. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, that, that was fun, I, and I hope they do a you know a follow up one with the continuing with the rest of the Stephen Bissett. Yeah. John, John Tobin issues and Alan Moore, of course. All right. Um, I'm sorry, who? Is this guy from Northampton? You wouldn't know him. Probably not. Um, uh, movies, watched, uh, just watched a couple. Uh, watched uh, The Seventh Cross, which is like a, a war movie from 1944. Huh. With, uh, it's directed by Fred Zinnemann, starring Spencer Tracy. Oh, okay. And uh, I was just expecting a, like a, you know, standard war movie, but uh, this is about uh, seven people get out of this concentration camp in Germany in um, in the mid thirties, and uh, they're on the run and they get caught one by one, and the first one gets caught, they bring him back uh, to the camp, uh, kill him and hang him up on a tree, and then they strip the line of the rest of the trees down this row. And turn them all into crosses so that as they capture them and kill the people, oh. they can stick them up on these crosses. So it's, it's pretty macabre. And, and uh, the first guy narrates it from beyond the grave. Mm. Oh, wow. So it's one of those movies. So this yeah. is, you know, this is before Sunset Boulevard. I don't know how many yeah. other movies 
narrated yeah. by a dead guy. It's unusual yeah, for no. the time, for sure. Yeah. And having a, a war movie about the war that was still currently going on? No, no. Oh, that was common enough in World War Two. Okay. Yeah, they uh, made plenty of World War Two pictures during World War Two. This yeah. is like, oh. a, the, so this is like towards the end of it. Okay. The war movies, you know, as as photos of the horrors were actually coming back home. Okay. The war movies were allowed to get grimmer. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this one gets pretty darn serious. And, I'd say so. And he's he's like on the run, and he, he gets into a town, and and you like you know that everyone he meets who helps him is just really in deep trouble, you know. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, and then then the other one I watched was uh, the movie for this episode. So awesome. What else have you watched? Well, I had a um, a pretty busy and eventful week, so I didn't get to watch a whole lot. But uh, aside from some television and the movie I watched for tonight, I pretty much just watched um, that episode of uh, Supernatural, mm. some other TV, and uh, was it downsized or downsizing? Is it uh, the one? The one with, I think. Yeah, downsizing yeah. the one with uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> but oh, they figured out how to shrink people, and then they're going to shrink them, and mm. then you're well, clearly your money would be worth more because, uh, you know, if you're going to buy a bottle of vodka, that's enough vodka for you and 100 friends for the rest of your lives, right? <laughs> yeah. So so you're worth, when they take you into the lab to shrink you, you and you do all your financial stuff, your worth, of course, is exponentially higher. And But then you have to live in this little mouse people-sized you know, community. So, so why don't they just shrink the bottles? Your money stays the same. You know, I think it has to be organic stuff. You know, like the the bottle. They make the house. They can't make little bottles. <laughs> exactly. What is this bullshit? They can shrink people, but they can't make little bottles. Space wizards. Fuck this noise. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I was wondering if Will would poke any holes into this one. Oh, also. I can't fucking believe I missed this last episode when we were talking about um, the uh, Wicker Man DVD. Jolie and you were totally baiting us when you said that the the picture was going to cut off Nicolas Cage's legs. Does it? Oh, my legs, my legs. <laughs> or were you? Or was that just? Well, I just saw it like on the front of it. It says, it says full screen, screen, full, full screen, screen edition. Yeah. And then on the back of it, in small print, it says like widescreen version. Yeah, but you said... So were, I don't know. I've not watched it yet. Yeah, did, did we you were say, saving it for Easter. Right, but you were saying it would cut off his legs. Oh, right. Okay, right. I thought you might have been baiting us and I didn't catch it. No. Oh, you weren't. Wow, what a coincidence. Because <laughs> that would be perfect for, oh, my legs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he actually said, oh, my legs, but it was something like that. My legs, like my legs. My legs. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, so downsizing or downsized, whatever it was called. Um, it was interesting because, yeah, I was sitting there kind of mentally, you know, poking holes in a lot of the stuff going on. But it just seemed like, well, why would you do any of this? You know, who would want this? You know, it's like, well, we could never be normal, quote unquote, normal again. But then there's like some, you know, of course, dark comedy to the whole thing. Um, I would say if you feel like watching something fluffy, which I did at the time, uh, it's totally fine for that. Sure. Um, it's, it's not like 
something you should watch on New Year's Day to start your year out right. <clears throat> with the uh, oh boy, something I got a awesome. Copy of Blu-ray of downsizing. <laughs> I'm starting this year right. <laughs> right. Oh, of course, man. Blu-ray. You don't want to watch this thing on DVD. <laughs> no. If you could take a Blu-ray and transfer it to VHS, <laughs> and then like get a projection TV and project it onto a bed sheet, mm-hmm. like a panopticon. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> anyway, it was it was fun enough. I can't I can't say it was uh, anything I would watch again, but it was fun enough. Yeah, <laughs> just watching how they executed the stuff they did. Yeah, and making the scale of the little houses and stuff just look a little weird to where it's like, yeah, that that was made by big people making houses for little oh, tiny people. Nice. And they live in a biodome, so things yeah. like mosquitoes don't kill them. Oh, they don't get chased by a spider. I was hoping they would. Like, couldn't one get in? Oh, man. There, yeah. you wrote a better movie than... <laughs> I mean, you rewrote a better movie, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not just a normal spider, like a kind of a big honking spider. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They take out yeah. houses. Well, and... In the original <clears throat> novel, it's a black widow. Oh, in the movie, they use a tarantula. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to watch spiders in general. You know, even if you're not a tiny little mouse-sized person. Why did they have to shrink them so small? You know, why couldn't they be the size of G.I. Joe's? That would solve a lot of problems right there. You just use G.I. Joe clothing. <laughs> Maybe it was cheaper to get, I don't know, N-scale housing or whatever. I don't know how small they are, but... Right. I don't know if, if uh, yeah. Maybe well, it's just creepy if they're G.I. Joe size. Like, <laughs> the uncanny valley of yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. no, I don't like, you know how I feel about homunculi. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they need to be either much smaller or much if bigger. If they're tiny, they're cute and kind of ignorable. But if they're too big, I'm creeped out and I'm pretty sure they're plotting against me. <laughs> There's a great Oingo Boingo song called, uh, what is it called? Tiny... Any soldiers? I don't know. Tiny Isn't that hands. about children soldiers in some <laughs> godforsaken country? That was toy soldiers. Oh, different, okay. different song. Different totally song. different song. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's on the um, Good for Your Soul album. I forget the exact title of the song. Maybe I'll put it at the end of the episode. I don't know. You probably should. Let's talk about what we watch for tonight. Okay. Um, it's Good Friday, uh, like it or not. Um, you might ask, what's so good about it? Well, we covered rabbits, bunnies already. Now yeah. we're going to talk about resurrection, the resurrected, the undead, zombies. Zombies. It's a, a leap from yeah. resurrection to... I, yeah. I left it open. Yeah. I, I see that one of you is wearing a, a, a dead wolf angel t-shirt and yeah. the other one's wearing a Nosferatu t-shirt. And yeah. That, and that all counts. Yeah. It all counts, yeah. Yeah, my angel wolf angel shirt. Wolf. Um, what did you watch, Jolian? What was your choice? Ah, City of the Living Dead. City of the Living Dead. So it's the uh, the first of the uh, Gates of Hell trilogy. Oh, really? So-called. Uh, so it's this one and uh, The Beyond and House by the Cemetery. I've watched the other two, but not this. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's the first <clears> time I've seen it on um, Blu-ray. Um, you know, I've seen it on murky VHSs before, yeah. but... Uh, it's a good-looking disc, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's I mean, it, they're they're so atmospheric, and it's a real pleasure to watch the the excellent lighting, production design, and the 
Do they use any or fog? Texture or lots of fog, Good. lots of dust. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, it was made. It, it came out in 1980. So, I, uh, but the 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 beginning of it resembles the fog of the Carpenter movie. Oh, nice! Quite a bit, and in that you have <clears throat> uh, like this fog rolls into a town, and uh, very strange things happen, and they seem to be just signaled by the weird weather. And uh, huh. so, like a. So it starts off with um, this priest goes into a cemetery and hangs himself. And simultaneously, there's a seance going on in New York. And uh, uh, this woman, uh, Mary Woodhouse, played by Catriona McCall, who's in all this, all these movies. Okay. Um, she she kind of freaks out. And, uh, and uh, then that seems to cause some sequence of events and then then you see this like a psychologist or psychiatrist and he's talking to a woman and then his girlfriend bursts in the session and no one minds and uh and she's like, oh, i'll see you tonight you know I, i'm off to take care of the the village idiot uh bob uh, okay right see you later and uh so she goes off into the night to look for this guy and to look for bob and then he, he goes back to his doing his session with uh sandra who is this Kind of neurotic artist who lives in uh, uh, in their town, which happens to be Dunwich. Oh, nice! Hmm. And, uh, and then, so all the all these uh, events start coming together. So you've got um, so Mary Woodhouse. Uh, uh, she's at the séance where where one of the people dies of fright, and then you get this absurd cop turn up and cast doubt on everything, and then more weird stuff happens. Yeah, and then this reporter played by Christopher George turns up, and then. Uh, he hooks up with uh, Mary, and they they head off for Dunwich. And uh, then you've got this uh, uh, various people around town see this hanging priest appear. You, you just suddenly blink into view, yeah, hanging from rafters or you know, you know uh, construction beams or whatever, and yeah, uh, and then causing various things to happen. Um, uh, so. Uh, uh, one time he appears to this couple who are necking out in this uh, by this construction site, <laughs> and the uh, the the woman's uh, Rosie Kelvin, played by Daniela Doria, who's in several of these Fulci movies, and the guy's Tommy Fisher, played by uh, Michele Suavi. Oh, okay. Who was like looking to get into directing mm-hmm. at, at the time, and uh, the priest locks eyes with her, and then her eyes start bleeding. Oh, nice. And then, <laughs> because it's this full G, uh, she starts puking up her own intestines. Oh, mm. naturally. Yeah. And then uh, then Tommy gets his, his brains ripped out by a zombie. So this was going to be a mood killer anyway. <laughs> but wow. But anyway, um, going back to um, uh, Mary. So she, uh, the, the, the seance puts her in a... Some kind of kind of catatonic state. She gets buried, uh, buried alive, and hmm. the, the reporter's gone out to the uh, cemetery in New York to, to you know, ask about her and uh, and hears her struggling in the coffin. Oh, okay. And uh, so, you know, being a sensible heroic gentleman, picks up this uh, pickaxe and starts whacking away at this coffin. <laughs> And he's, and of course you see her inside the coffin, and this like spike is like coming through like 
damn. Just really close to it. It's a really uh, strong scene. Uh, but he eventually uh, like gets her out, and so they, they head off for Dunwich, and then it, so not spiked in the eye or anything. Not yet. There's there's okay. a lot of eye close ups in this movie, of course. <laughs> it is Fulci after all. Uh, yeah. Um, so then you got uh, you, you meet meet Bob, who's played by uh, uh, Giovanni Lombardo Radice. Every time he's on all these like eighties Italian movies, like all the cannibal movies, he, he turns mm-hmm. up in it and dies horribly. Yeah, he gets his awesome kill in this movie. Oh, it's really man. well done, um, and this is all lovely, good old practical stuff. Yeah, uh, was it uh, uh, Gino De Rossi and Franco Ruffini? Uh, yeah, and, and it's got uh, you know, so it's got a good uh, cast of it. Um, it's got uh, uh, Sergio Salvati does the photography. Uh, lots of black in it. It's really mm. really heavy on the black, and then just. Sh- like uh, kind of raking bits of light mm-hmm. and then like uh, you'll find a way of working in organically but coloured light comes into it oh nice so it has this kind of uh, sometimes it feels like Argento-y mm. right um, but uh, yeah really good looking so the Blu-ray the, the saturation on the black looks really good yep, yep. awesome um, uh, music's by Fabio Frizzi is Naturally. probably my favourite of his soundtracks oh uh, and the poster's by uh, Enzo Sciotti, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, Sciotti or Sciotti, S-C-I-O-T-T-I. No, hmm. no, I guess Sciotti. it's just Yeah. But anyway, it's a great, uh, great poster. And, and uh, Is it the, the art that's on the front of the yep, Blu-ray? Yep. and also on the front of the, the book, mm. Book of the Dead. Uh, and it you was know, also ripped off by uh, Slayer for, for a poster for... Uh, <laughs> There was another Italian zombie movie. I think it was Hell of the Living Dead, which ripped oh. off several things. One of which was the poster for this movie. They just reused it. And then uh, they also used the soundtrack from Dawn of the Dead. But anyway. Um, Italian cinema is God's blind spot. <laughs> yeah. That's what we decided. Um, yeah. So, you know, you've got a lot, lot of uh, Fulci's, you know, regular crew on these, these great, you know, like, weird movies it's got this really nonsensical ending it's like what <laughs> the, but that's just the final shot the actual climax of the movie uh, takes place beneath the cemetery so you've got this uh, uh, the the living people make their way in, below the cemetery so there's always like uh, old corpses coming out the ceiling Ooh, and then wow. there's like even older bodies coming out out of the floor and oh, wow yeah it's really good stuff so yeah, I, I I highly recommend it if you can take the gruesomeness and. Do you actually see the the reanimation, the the resurrection sort of taking place through most of this movie? Uh, you don't see the when you see people killed, you don't see them Re-animate. come back. Okay. You see their bodies, and you see them. Sometimes you see them being, uh, you know, being dressed up for burial. Okay. But then mm. later you see them and, they, and they're just like completely. Like got the crusty stuff all over them, right? And then there's some much older corpses that come out out of the ground. Uh, you know, they're, uh, they're often like just uh, uh, constructed out of clay and plastic and whatnot, and, and dressed up, and so that oh, okay. they're just like they just don't look, you know, like living humans could play right. them. 
Right. And they just comes right rise out of the soil. And yeah. Yeah. So dressed up skeletons, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This this does remind me of that that there was a I think it was a live Slayer album. It was called like Live Undead or something like that. But the artwork reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think that might have been based on uh, Return of the Living Dead. Okay. And I don't know if, who they got to do their art on that, but I always remember seeing that picture disc of Slayer and thinking. I don't really follow Slayer, but that's a cool-looking picture disc. <laughs> Might own that just uh, hanging on the wall. Um, yeah, this artist did uh, a lot of the great Italian horror movie posters. Like uh, he did, he did a lot of uh, Fulci. He did uh, the phenomenal one. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, and you, you'll recognize his style. There's like a lot of black, and then like a, a glowing blue light on on the faces and and like glittering sharp objects and things yeah uh, yeah yeah it looks like he he works dark to light for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah so so this is a pretty high recommend for you oh yeah i, I oh, always, cool. always like watching this one <clears throat> and the, the less sense it makes the the better <laughs> you know i would say that's probably sort of a given with italian horror <laughs> right. like, you know the the more nonsense, maybe the better, because it seems like if you wel- yeah. if you welcome it, you're going to have a better viewing experience. Yeah, I mean, as the um, as has been pointed out elsewhere, that um, uh, European horror tends to uh, leave it up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can figure out your own things, and you can put your own interpretations, and and you work through. You know, you can put a lot of yourself into it. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, choose your own adventure. Yeah. I paid good money to this movie. It right, make, I don't want to use my imagination. Explain everything. Right. <laughs> How wanna, come there's space wizards in this? I love movies which tell me exactly what I need to think of the movie, especially oh. when a character all but breaks the fourth wall to tell you. Yeah, <clears throat> that's rough. So, um. Will, what was your choice for the uh, the resurrection? I watched a theme? movie called Resurrection 2015. <laughs> well, it wasn't called Resurrection 2015. It was called Resurrection came out in 2015. Okay. Um, so you didn't watch the Mummy? No. 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 I watched an Argentinian film um, from 2015. Not an Argentinian film. No. No. Um, I don't remember who's in it or who wrote it or directed it or anything i didn't take notes but well it's argentina i mean it's not like uh the famous argentinian director it's nobody that i think i've anybody's heard of but uh right most of our audience probably isn't familiar it's on netflix and it said resurrection so where could i go wrong (laughs) so (laughs) tell us it takes place on easter does it yes wow so it ticked a lot of boxes yeah and uh, that's good enough for a review. No. <laughs> <laughs> In the uh, end. <laughs> no, a young priest goes, uh, is traveling to Buenos Aires in 1871 to help out during uh, a yellow fever outbreak. And he oh. decides to stop by the family farm, which is somewhere outside the, there. Um, and his brother lives there his brother owns the farm and uh, i mean it's looked like a big plantation um 
And he gets there and some of the help are running off having stolen silverware and stuff. And they like steal his horse. Oh no. And tell him, uh, you don't want to go in there. They're all sick. And his sister-in-law and niece are like locked in the chapel. I mean, that's how big the plantation is. They have their own little chapel. Yeah. And he goes, he talks to them briefly and then he goes upstairs and, uh, well, he runs into the manservant Ernesto and uh, Ernesto says, oh, your brother's dying, but he's called the, the, uh, medicine man from the village to come help him. And, uh, the priest runs in and chases the medicine man off. He's like, get out of here. You're a scam artist and whatnot. And he goes upstairs and watches his brother throw up a bunch of black stuff and die. <laughs> and, uh, oh, he gives him a, a diary. The brother gives the young priest a diary. It says, it's all explained in here. And then he dies. And uh, then the priest leans over him and his brother wakes up and either bites him or scratches him. And then proceeds to puke <laughs> copious amounts of black crud all over him. Which wow. you're like, wow, you've got yellow fever now. I feel like I have yellow fever and I'm just watching the movie. Right. You know. Um, but anyway, weird stuff starts to happen. Uh, he starts having <laughs> lots of fever dreams. And his niece comes in and says that her mom and the, and the servant are trying to kill her. And that she's hiding under the chapel. And, uh, it's a pretty good atmospheric thing. Um, I kind of expected, well, I'm not going to spoil it because I think people should watch it, but, uh, I mean, it's not much to spoil. It's, you could see everything coming Miles, a mile away. Yeah. It was, it was nothing we hadn't seen before, but I thought it looked nice. Yeah. Uh, it was well done. Um. Subtitle, I assume? Subtitle. Yeah. All yeah. in Spanish. Okay. So you can pick out words here and there and go, I know that. <laughs> there's, a, there's an earlier film called The Resurrection. Yeah. A, AKA Zombie The Resurrection. It's a German hmm. movie. There were a couple named uh, titled uh, Resurrection hmm. when I looked it up, but this one had the advantage of being on Netflix. Okay. Right. Um, it says. Uh, the review of this one says, uh, this one only lasts 55 minutes, though each of those minutes feels like several hours. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> that sounds bad. Um, it felt very, uh, I don't know, sort of early Guillermo del Toro sort of... Had that vibe. Vibe to it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Give it a look. Yeah, all right. You're well, laying on the couch and your face is pointing at it. <laughs> and, you know. And it's on. Don't shut those eyes. Watch passively. Resurrection 2015. 2015. So that that sounds like, a for you, a pr pretty glowing review and a pretty high recommend. Oh, maybe. You're not easily impressed. So I don't know if I was impressed. I watched another movie. I don't think I mentioned it. Uh, this was a couple of weeks ago. We watched a movie called Veronica. I don't think you mentioned it. Which is it. a Spanish film about a girl messing around with a Ouija board. Mm -hmm. She oh. becomes possessed. This is on Netflix too. Yeah, it's on Netflix as well. Um, another one that was like really well done, had some nice atmosphere, everything. And just in the end, the story felt like, oh yeah, I've seen this 
the story before, <laughs> you know. If you don't guess in Resurrection that they're, you know, everybody's dead or right, whatever, you know, Twilight Zone twist that you've all that we've all seen right a times but you know so i'll recommend it if you're in the mood for that kind of movie um i don't think any of the, either of these were very special right they felt very similar sort of i don't know you can't i don't know if you you can't call them latin american because one of them was spanish but right <clears throat> same lingo mm-hmm. sort of you know, it's interesting, you know, I, I didn't mention this in recently watched, but, you know, I do watch The Walking Dead uh, every week that it's actually on. And I've gotten so disappointed with the writers and what they get up to and the people who the executives behind this bullshit. Um, they're doing things to characters, not for the sake of storytelling, but for the sake of business. And I think that is the wrong reason to do anything. And, and of course, um, as uh, as someone pointed out to me recently, uh, television originally was uh, sort of invented, sort of uh, put out there to uh, maybe entertain you a little bit in between commercials. Yeah. Trying to sell you stuff. Yeah. I get it. I do understand that, that it's still that way. And they added Cousin Oliver? They should. Well, actually, yes, they have. Uh, Because they killed off a character I won't even mention in case somebody's gullible enough to think that they should keep watching this. (laughs) Diane? Is it Crystal? I'm just making up names. I don't know. I've never seen the show. It sounded like you were naming people from Dynasty, which I never watched, but it sounded like Dynasty characters. Possibly. Dennis? Was it Dennis? Did they kill Dennis? Not Dennis. No. uh, Chuck? I don't know. Chuck? No, see, the problem... Steve, too. And this has nothing really to do with tonight, except for one, pa- one particular scene is that some people have been injured, and there's some zombie blood and gore on the things they got injured with. And they're all sleeping, like, basically in a big pile in a big living room kind of area in a large house. And some of them just sort of die and reanimate as zombies pretty quickly because they were injured with zombie blood on whatever barbed things. And it was kind of cool to see that, but it was in the middle of so much stupid stuff they did to get there. So many implausible or stupid choice things on the part of characters, uh, perpetrated by the writers, uh, for the sake of giving the uh, shareholders more money, I guess. Um, that sort of was like, oh, in the middle of all this crap, I'm getting to see a cool reanimation scene and us going into this, uh, you know, this, this episode where we're talking about uh, resurrection, you know, people reanimating. And all I could think was, I want to watch something good that um, oh, was... I'll lend you this. Yes, I will watch City of the Living Dead and rewatch Ex Machina. Um, but I, I chose Evil Dead too. Oh, yeah. And the reason for this is there was nothing but sincerity behind these folks making, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Sam Raimi and friends making Evil Dead. Then when it came time to sort of finish up, they're like, oh, we should do a sequel to this. They were already plotting it when they were making Evil Dead. They knew what they wanted to do. They didn't know yet what they were going to do was essentially remake the first movie. The, the uh the first one was huge in Britain, but it wasn't that big over here, was it? No. It, apparently, Evil Dead, the first one, um, 
I don't know if if they just couldn't get proper distribution for it or what yeah. what the issue was, but uh, overseas it did really well. Mm-hmm. It's one of those that you found on video, right? And uh, some friends and I really enjoyed that one. Oh, that was a good one. Oh yeah, one all the claymation stuff out, they did. Yeah, that that was a band in Britain, even when it was number one seller. (laughs) That's crazy. It's like you want a video nasty. This is the nastiest. (laughs) It it was pretty. It was pretty intense. You know, especially for its time. Uh, But they knew they wanted to make another one, and uh, you know, Bruce Campbell. Worse than Ninja Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) (laughs) That's got all three of the words Uh, in it. I'm sorry, I used the word ninja on the air. Yeah, you could you could probably have called something naked nurse something, and it would have been okay. Right? Oh yes, Spank, yeah. spanky nurse. Yes, yeah, yeah. spanky nurse. Yeah, that was that prime stuff. time. Yeah, <laughs> it was on the BBC. Creepy yeah. old men yeah. leering at young women. Yeah. yeah, it was like all television the seventies in Britain. Yeah, it was basically Benny Hill only a little cranked up. Yeah. Um, so Evil Dead 2, I chose this one um, because I knew that it was coming from a very sincere place. Uh, the filmmakers wanted to go go at this again. And then as as the, the idea evolved, they knew that what they needed to do, since they didn't have the rights to the original film anymore, and they knew they couldn't use any of the footage to sort of springboard off of, let's just start over. Let's just say, oh, that movie never happened. Here's that movie over again, only better and funnier and more interesting. It was so funny in its time and it holds up. Yeah. And I love that part in, uh, what's the uh, John Cusack movie uh, where he owns the record store? Um, Please be kind, rewind. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> record, record, records. <laughs> records, records, records. Yes, that movie. And Jack Black is in it with him. <laughs> There's a part where... Is that a John Hughes film? You know, it was a John Cusack film. Oh, but John Cusack, that's what you said. Yeah, Sorry. But it, it, it definitely had a, some things that felt like John Hughes in it. Um, John Cusack's character is going through some sort of a weird relationship thing. And uh, they're sort of broken up, pretty much. Yes, they are. And uh, the ex-girlfriend says, you know, he, he asks this ex-girlfriend um have you slept with this guy and she says no i haven't slept with him yet and he's like he's really hung up on the yet and then he asks his friend who works for him jack black's character what if i told you i hadn't seen evil dead 2 yet and jack black comes back with well i'd say you're a cinematic moron Oh. <laughs> and so I kind of thought, well, this is a must see for pretty much anyone who likes independent cinema and horror, either or both. And uh, I happened to catch this early on because some friends and I used to rent and watch Evil Dead on VHS back in the bad old days. And this came out. Uh, we didn't get to go see it at the movie theater, but we did get to rent it as soon as it came out on video. Yeah. And we couldn't believe the direction they took this thing in. It's like, wow, Bruce Campbell was, you know, more of a, a, his character, Ash, was more of a straightforward character in the first movie. Yeah. And in this one, he's just bananas. (laughs) The scene where he punches himself out and grabs himself by the, you know, back of the shirt and 
flips mm-hmm. flips himself on the floor. He did that stunt himself, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess the stunt man, who was also sort of his body double, only had about 15 minutes of work, according to uh, Ted Ramey and some of the other people they interviewed. It's like, yeah, that that guy's really a hard worker and takes and you know takes great care to make everything the best it can be. So watching this thing again, having not watched it in a couple of years, you know, you forget maybe a few of the, you know, the order of scenes or whatever. And uh, just, you know, knowing what's coming next and going, oh, wait, there was this other thing that comes before that next thing. I was really enjoying like the, uh, you know, he has to kill his girlfriend. And you think, oh, what, what is that? About 20 minutes into the movie? No, probably more like 10. They yeah. get straight to the point in this whole thing. <laughs> you know, they synopsize like, you know, really quick. Uh, oh, here's all this stuff. And he's stuck in this house. Who's this guy? And here come these people. Oh, well, these people, uh, they know the people who are dead in this house. Mm-hmm. You've got, you got another Lovecraftian book. Right. <laughs> like yes. in uh, City of the Living Dead, it's the mm-hmm. Book of Enoch. Right. And in Evil Dead, it's, uh, the, is, it, is it straight up Necronomicon? Necronomicon yeah. Ex Mortis. Ex Mortis. Okay. Yes. The Book of the Dead. Which they do a nice little bit at the beginning where it shows it and then it sort of flutters away and it's mm-hmm. lost to all time. And then it was found, you know, it was lost in like 1300 or something like that. And then it was... It's misshelved. Yeah. 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 We used yeah. to work at... Uh, the, there's this independent bookstore in town and mm-hmm. people used to come in and ask for the Necronomicon all the time. Oh, I know. <laughs> convinced it was real. Yes. Oh, and there are real books called the Necronomicon now, but... Yeah. Yeah, the actual... Uh, grimoire yeah never existed no and any of them that you do find were just written to support other writings yeah so you know enjoy it but don't expect it to uh really conjure any demons for you but there's always that hapless boob way of conjuring a demon just by playing the tape recording or or reading (laughs) something out loud (laughs) never read anything out loud no that's just a huge mistake yeah so uh yeah this was this was fun because um and i did watch the uh the extras on the blu-ray to sort of enjoy like well what what does some of this making of stuff actually look like they had copious amounts of video shot of this as they filmed it Mm -hmm. so you get to see a young and, and to tie this back into like what's disappointing about the walking dead uh, is that you've got somebody who's been doing this forever, Greg Nicotero. He's in charge of the special effects and has become a director. Uh, he did Evil Dead too. He he was one of the one of the crew of five guys making all of those great special effects. And you get to see some of the stuff that Ted Raimi had to deal with to wear the Henrietta suit. Oh my God, it was wretched. The scene where she's like saying something and her head's turned sideways and you see something run out of her ear. Yeah. You think that's special effects? It's sweat and baby powder <laughs> from inside the suit. Ew. And when they, and when they rotated mm. him, her, uh, it ran out the ear. <laughs> oh, man. So you're like, ooh, that's gross. Yeah, that's actually really gross. Mm. But they did, they did show on some of the behind the scenes, like pulling the foot off of the costume and just just sweat and baby powder running out of the leg of this thing. Mm. This is wretched. Um, and they were filming in, uh, what, North Carolina? Uh, Wadesboro, North Carolina. And it was summer. It was mm. hot and humid in North Carolina. And they were dedicated to making this thing. 
and they rented an abandoned high school or a defunct high school. And uh, the cabin was actually, the set for the cabin was actually built in the gymnasium. Oh, okay. So it's a two-story set. So they actually had two different floors for two different purposes. And um, and they just uh, took the science uh, lab as the special effects lab. Oh. <laughs> so they already had the right kinds of sinks and counters that they needed to make all the stuff they needed to make. So the behind the scenes was interesting. Hmm. Uh, but... Um, I chose this as a resurrection thing because Ash has to kill his, his girlfriend, uh, Linda, and it's not very far into the movie, like I said. And then before you know it, she's resurrecting and reanimating right outside. And then you're told this may have been a dream sequence because he's sitting in a chair kind of going crazy. But then she does show up later. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, spoilers for this 1986 movie, people, that uh, it it's really it's really cool watching how they took this low, relatively low budget and made it into a really cool stylized looking thing. Yeah. A lot of that was camera work and ingenuity, but when did evil dead come out? 80, 81. Yeah. I think it was, uh, I should know this, but <clears throat> it was either 80 or 81. Okay. It wasn't 80. Okay. It could have been 81 or 82 then. <laughs> uh, 82. <clears throat> 82. 82. There you go. Evil Dead two eighty seven. Yeah. And Evil Dead 2 didn't get its U.S. release until 87. Yeah. Um, I guess March of 87. Uh, but they um, they did this thing for, uh, let's see. I don't see if, uh, that I have budget information on it, but it but it did uh, hit $6 million, So it was just sort of a um, minor success at the box office at first. But... It had a lot of legs after that, I guess. Yeah. I'm very influential. Oh, yeah. You can but, see the whole, uh, the like, uh, fantasy movies they made in uh, Hong Kong in the 80s. Were, there's a lot of direct influence of uh, Sam Raimi on those. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, if you've got the energy, yep. the imagination, you can, you know, put things together from, you know, put together a shaky cam and yeah. yeah just get out there and do it the vaseline cam yeah just just use <laughs> use a lot of invention and energy to get around the budgetary shortcomings and yeah yeah running through the forest with the camera on a board mm-hmm. two guys with like rope and a board running through the woods and you put the special effects you know the, or the the uh, sound effects on top of that mm-hmm. uh so effective you know, and if everybody's queued up and ready for the doors bursting open and everything, there's nothing that topped that at the time. Nothing else looked like it or felt like it. And, yeah. uh, the, of course, um, what's kind of funny about this, I didn't know this until I watched the behind this or the uh, making of and the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, the part where Ash has to amputate his own hand mm. and, uh, they've got that cute little joke where he puts the hand, he finally catches it and he puts it in the under the coffee can and covers it up with the books and one of them is farewell to arms. Yeah. Um, well the, the, uh, the whole gag with the hand was actually based on a short that one of the guys, and I want to say it was one of the special effects guys, but I'm probably totally wrong on that. Um, made something that was supposed to be the hamburger helper hand from the old commercials. Do you ever see that? Those no. commer- Okay. Oh. There was a, there was an animated, uh, white glove hand. And it had a little red nose. Yeah. 
and it's called Hamburger Helper. It would tell you how easy it was to make. And it would hop around the kitchen telling you, oh, just do this and add that, and it'll be dinner time. (laughs) Well, somebody did, uh, and I I don't know if I wrote it down here, but they did something called, uh, wow, let's see if I can find it, Attack of the Helping Hand. It was a short, and I don't know how long it was, whether it was 10 or 15 minutes, but... uh, that was the inspiration for the the possessed hand because at one point the hamburger helper hand flips him off in, oh, okay. in this short. And of course, as you remember, you know, the scuttling, crawling, mm-hmm. leaping hand finally flips him off. You get those little voices behind it. Yeah. Well, I like the fact that his, his hand reanimated and was going after him. Yeah. And, and of course, it attacked somebody with a dagger later on, which was also great. So, yeah, a lot of resurrecting and reanimating in this one. Uh, it's great to watch it again, though. Yeah, I haven't seen that for a long time. One big yeah. one big complaint, though, about my Blu-ray. I bought a used Blu-ray from Second Spin when they still existed here. Uh, and it was in the drawer for the last few months until I got a chance to watch it. It's got that, that hard, embedded, fixed you have to watch the previews crap before the movie, oh, yeah. before, oh, before you get to so a menu. It's a rental version. Yes, which I didn't know when I bought it. And so you get to see stuff like, oh, the preview for Scary Movie. <laughs> and then they talk about uh, one of the, the horror networks and, uh, that, that failed. Right. Uh, whatever it was called, anyway. Uh, Fear. Fearnet. Net, yeah. yeah, Fearnet or, yeah. So you get to see all these commercials for things that you either don't want to watch or already have watched or don't exist don't anymore. exist anymore. <laughs> and when I went to watch the extras this morning, I had to like just mute the TV and let it run its course and try to find ways to fast forward through it. But there's no way. Nope. Nope. Basically, you're just doomed to deal with it. <laughs> First world problem. Yeah, for sure. I can't complain. Watching an awesome, you know, movie on a blu-ray on my giant tv i can't complain about what it takes to get there considering how many times i watched it on vhs yeah on a tiny tv i I don't think i've ever watched evil the first evil dead since vhs oh wow because it just seems so scrappy yeah and rough i don't really want to watch a cleaned up version kind of i I don't think i've ever watched either I think it's one of the VHS. few movies I just want to watch from VHS. Yeah. Can't I, get it now. I own it and haven't rewatched it yet. Right. I, I decided to add to the library, and I've got it if either one of you ever want to just plunge back into it. Sure. Okay. So, of course, that's a high recommend. That's sort of a given. That's a no duh. So, uh, revisiting that one anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Do you watch the TV series? Um, I have watched the first season and mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. Um, I haven't seen any of the second season. Oh yeah. It's good too. Okay, cool. Cause they've, they've stayed true to form yeah. with how yeah. it feels like yeah. the vibe of the characters is all just about right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's updated, but it feels they, right. They do some really outrageous stuff in the second season. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's good to know. You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's something that I could say. Uh, even if I heard it wasn't so great, I would probably watch it anyway. Um, we haven't talked about next time cause I am going to be out of town for a couple of simultaneous overlapping conventions in Chicago where I've got family and I'll get to see people and everything. I'm going to try and get us another celebrity guest. 
uh, if this happens, cool. If it doesn't, well, that's cool too. It may be a short episode that just pops up, uh, or maybe we don't get to meet, um, until maybe the middle of the week, or I don't know what's going to happen, but in any event, uh, we're going to, we're going to uncharacteristic for us, but we're going to wing it this time, you know? Yeah, no, because we usually have such a tight schedule. Yeah. We're, we're professional critics. Yeah. <laughs> and we're getting paid well for this. Yeah. As we all know. Anything else you guys want to add before we get out of here? Happy Easter. Happy oh, it'd be Easter. too late by the time you hear this, I suppose. Well, celebrate Easter. Uh, it'll still be going on yeah, on Tuesday it, when it, this drops. Enjoy your chocolates. Yeah, go buy your half-price chocolates, everybody. <laughs> oh, sounds good. Yeah. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Right. Well, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. moors.